Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and this is our bonus round Q&A episode with Matthew Daniel from Guild Education. I'm going to ask Matthew some questions about his career, the challenges and trends he's following, a book recommendation, a great tool recommendation, and some advice for people out there in your career. So without further ado, here is my bonus Q&A round with Matthew Daniel. All right, I'm back with Matthew Daniel, who is an expert on leveraging education to create more talent mobility. And if you haven't yet listened to our conversation about creating more talent mobility in your organizations, especially equity for more employees to move into different roles based on their skills and background, make sure you go check that out. Matthew, we're going to dig into a little bit more of your career and some of the challenges and trends you're seeing out there in talent development. So thinking about you and the the 20 years or so you spent in L&D, as you said earlier, what's been one of your biggest accomplishments or proudest moments in your career so far? Yeah, I'll give you two of those. One was when I was still at Capital One, there was a Washington Post article that came out. If you're in L&D, here's what you know. Nobody is ever talking about your work out in the world. Like it (laughs) it rarely gets recognition or at least for sure in a good way. And there was a Washington Post article that talked about, it didn't name the project in particular, but it was an initiative we had stood up called the D school, we, we had done digital 101 and we were setting up Did You, and it made it into the Washington Post as a reason to work at Capital One. And we bought a bottle of Double Oak that night. We, we were so excited. I, I'm a bourbon drinker. I was so excited. Like it was something that I could send my mom and say like, hey, here's my work. It actually made it out into the world. It was a super proud moment a reason that somebody might stay at Capital One and then it was noticed. Um, The second one is I was on a phone call. I had written a piece probably, it's almost two years ago now, 
about perishable skills versus durable skills. And it really felt like a novel take. I felt really strong. Like it was, I think I seek to add value to my field. Like it is a driving piece of who I am. I want to connect dots about work that people are doing, make sure they're aware of it. And so uh, anyway, I got recognized. The, the article really took off. It was one of the most read pieces on CLO that year. And I started getting, they were like, oh, you're the durable skills guys. I showed up on calls and I was like, man, if, if we can, if I can help people reflect on skills differently and make sure that we're not segmenting this type of skills we're developing by exemption status in an organization, I will have added value to the world. So those are two really big moments for me. I like it. Hey, you know, people like to be recognized for the work they're doing. We talked about that earlier. Feels really good. All right. Flip side of that, Matthew, what has been one of your biggest mistakes or failures in your career and what did you learn from it? Oh my goodness. I I, I mean, I think one of those was being asked off of an account. Like I think when you live in the project-based world, sometimes you are asked off of an account and I have managed to never been asked off to, uh, of an account. And there was one particular initiative where I just was not able to build the bridges that I needed internally or externally to get the work done. I have not pivoted the styles. You know, I think the, the way that I would frame this, I had a really good um, conversation about this with my leader that was essentially, I didn't show the range of flexibility that was needed at the moment to take a different working style with the particular client and the needs on that particular account. And it was extremely embarrassing. Like I'm mm. going to say sh there was shame around that, Yeah, especially, you know, uh, in my career to have gone so long without that ever happening and having that moment occur. And I think it, it has been something that has made me reflect a whole lot on tone and approach and style, but also to recognize there are places where you just don't need to be like, it was an account I shouldn't have been on in the first place. Mm. I should have recognized that when given the opportunity, I should have said it wasn't a great fit. And then I should have been more context aware on that particular account of the needs of that particular client. And, and as a, especially as a people manager, I should have subbed in and out where it made sense. Like it, sometimes you can't always make up for your weaknesses in terms of developing a new skill, but what you have to be smart enough to do is to build bridges across teams and with people so that you know how to pull back to, to lean in and pull back as necessary. I think there are a whole range of ways that I could have done it better, but ultimately I didn't see those in the moment. I thought I was on a good track until all of a sudden I wasn't. And my goodness to not recognize that. It's really painful, but uh, also a really good thing to learn from as you move forward. Yeah, I've had experiences like that. And it's, a, it, you know, it, it hurts as a shot to the ego, but usually a good lesson to, you know, find out more information coming in, listen more, be more curious, and also see if things are a fit. And if it's not, then maybe it doesn't work. They have to work with that particular person. Matthew, as you work with a lot of people around this world of career and talent development, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges in the talent development world today? I think the expectations on talent development leaders have never been greater. Mm. Like I, I think the scope has grown tremendously. The titles haven't, the money mostly hasn't. The scope of what you're expected to do has grown tremendously. And 
learning and talent leaders are expected to be a primary driver of equity within the workforce. They're expected to be the primary tool for engagement and to address survey results. They are still expected to help with performance and people's day-to-day jobs. They're expected to help solve with the recruiting pipeline for the future through talent development for years to come. And they're supposed to do that with now what is a proliferation of platforms inside their organization. The scope has just grown. The scope and complexity has grown. And I think I'm really interested right now in what are the ways that we can organize and do our work differently so that we capture the talent of the people that work around us, get the most out of them, and help us accomplish what is a growing uh, scope that is growing in complexity with time. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a big challenge there for us to continue to work through. Matthew, is there a trend that you have been following in talent development or that you're excited about? I think uh, you'll, you won't be surprised to hear me say this, and that is talent development as an equity creator. I think that is the mm-hmm. primary. I think we hear it over and over on different conversations that, that companies are trying to get access to more learning, to more audiences. On purpose, this goes far beyond the work that what, what Guild is doing. We're just seeing employers increasingly so recognize that ERGs or BRGs, whatever your company calls them, are a great means of fostering talent development uh, in marginalized communities in the workforce. And I, I am excited personally by seeing the good that talent development can be in creating equity instead of re- reinforcing systemic inequity. Yeah, I think we can all get excited about that uh, and hope we keep continue we and hope we continue to make more progress there. Matthew, is there a book that has made a big impact for you or a TED talk that you often recommend? Yeah, I'll I'll say a book that I read. I actually, like any good learning professional, I'm still learning. So I'm doing some coursework in a master's certificate program right now. And I had not read Give and Take by Adam Grant. And that has been a really interesting book in thinking about how I contribute to the careers of others and how I get and give at the right pace in the right way. So that's been something recently that has has got my brain going. I like that. I've got that book on the table out in the other room of my house. It's uh, on my list of books to read uh, coming up very soon. Keep getting sidetracked with other books, so many good books, but that's been yeah. on the list for a while. Matthew, is there a an app, a tool, a platform, a resource that you're a big fan of that makes your job easier or you just really enjoy using? I think my favorite app is like Apple Podcast app. Like <laughs> I love absorbing knowledge and not just the L&D space. Like I love to learn about the markets. I love to learn about leadership. I love to learn about personal. So I am just constantly listening to podcasts. Yeah, I am as well, podcast junkie. And I have also remained loyal to the Apple podcast app, even though it has been buggy as hell for the last like right. five do you, years. Do you, like, don't you feel like a little ancient, like behind the times? It's but I'm so annoying. You know, they have, and I said this as an Apple shareholder and fan, you know, they have billions of dollars. <laughs> they could be investing and in making this app better. And there are tons of probably better run apps out there, but I stick with it. And it has, I feel like it has gotten a lot better in the last few months than it was just like a year ago. Last question for you, Matthew, for those out there in talent development who are looking for ways to find more success in their own careers, what's one more piece of advice you would give? Buy meals for others. I think almost all of the great experiences that I've had and the 
mentors that I have had and the more than mentors, the sponsors that I've had have been a result of me saying, can I take you to lunch? It is a practice I started when I was probably 23 years old. When we moved to Nashville, I started taking people to coffee and lunch. And I just thought for the cost of a meal, which frankly was less back then, but like for the cost of a meal, I will learn something today Mm. and I will be exposed to somebody who can be a sponsor and advocate eyes and ears in the market and who will teach me something. And I think that is one of the best investments I have ever made. I continue to do it this day. And I would encourage anybody who wants to grow personally, grow professionally, you know, see promotions and network across organizations, see the best practices that exist, take the time, have coffee, have lunch, build your network. Oh, I like that. I'm a big, big fan of networking. We've had people talk about networking in the past. I haven't gotten that specific advice that you need to go take people out to lunch or coffee or dinner or whatever it may be, but you know, buy them a drink or a meal and just dig in, ask questions, get curious and build that network. Well, Matthew, this has been great. I've loved connecting with you. I know you're in Nashville. I'm down in Orlando. I hope we can get together someday and share a meal sure. or a beer or a cup of coffee, whatever it may be, so I can learn more from you. But for now, we'll stay connected virtually and I hope people will reach out if they have questions for you. I know you're active on LinkedIn as I am. Uh, so thanks again for being here. Thank you, Andy. All right, take care. All right, that will do it for my bonus Q&A round with Matthew Daniel. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. You got some value. And if you did, if you want to connect with Matthew, feel free to reach out to him on LinkedIn. I know he'd be happy to hear from you as I would be as well. If you're not connected with me, feel free to follow me to reach out to connect on LinkedIn, as well as come check out our membership community that we run and our conference we're going to be hosting in February. You can find out all the information on our website, tdtt.us. All right. Thanks again for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.